Hello, hello, and welcome to the You in Alignment podcast. I'm your host, Kiana Sadfair. In this show, we'll explore all things spirituality, self-development, and manifestation. My mission is to support, inspire, and uplift you on your journey. Together, we'll break through self-limiting beliefs, rewrite your story to embody your highest potential, and come into alignment with your soul purpose and personal truth to live your most fulfilled life. Now let's get into it. Hello and welcome back. I am so happy that you're here. On this episode, we'll be talking all about the inner child. We'll discuss what the inner child is, how to connect, and why we need to heal our inner child and how to actually heal. Inner child work is so important because in childhood, we develop wounds. Most of the time, we're unaware of these wounds, but they continue to play out and perpetuate painful patterns in our daily lives. These wounds create blocks and resistance from us moving forward. It's like trying to run a marathon and you're trying to run as fast as you can, but you have a 100-pound suitcase filled with all of your emotional baggage tied to your leg. Eventually, you'll get burnt out from trying to run with all this extra weight, so you get discouraged and then you eventually give up. Inner child work is going into that suitcase, opening it up, seeing what's inside, and deciding what you want to keep and what you don't. And when you do this, you lighten your load so you can move forward towards the life that you desire, feeling lighter and just enjoying the journey. So in my opinion, all healing needs to start in childhood. So what is the inner child exactly? The inner child is exactly what it sounds like. It's the child that lives inside of you, the part of you that's filled with wonder, creativity, innocence, and ambition. This inner child is part of our subconscious mind, and it's also the child who experienced pain and who holds all of the wounding from the experiences growing up. It's the child whose needs weren't met and who experienced trauma but never really processed or healed it. So inner child work is focused on healing those wounds from childhood. You work with the subconscious mind to heal by meeting all of your needs, the needs of your inner child. And by doing that, you're able to feel more complete and fulfilled in your life and free. You can release all of those limiting beliefs that you developed in childhood that are holding you back from living the life that you desire. Most of the time, we hold ourselves back. We make excuses or procrastinate from doing the things that we really want because we have all of these wounds from childhood and we've developed these beliefs that we're not enough or that we'll fail at it or that we're unworthy or that we'll only get disappointed. So healing these wounds are necessary in order for us to move forward. I do want to preface this by saying that there's no one to blame here. It's not 
your parents' fault. It's not anyone's fault. This was a big thing that came up for me when I started doing inner child work and connecting to the little me. I felt all of these emotions of rejection and abandonment coming up and and the people in my life, my caregivers, my family didn't do any of these things intentionally. It's not about what the person did. Everyone is really doing the best that they can with what they know. And most parents raise their children the way that they were raised. But the way that you process, especially as a child, the way that you process a situation is by how it makes you feel. Your feeling about that situation is real. And it's not about what the person did. It's about how it made you feel as a child. Most parents and caregivers are also reacting from their own childhood wounds that weren't healed and processed. So when you do this work, working on your inner child, just remember that there's no one to blame here. What you experienced as a child um, is part of your journey and you healing those wounds is part of your lesson. It's what's going to allow you to grow and evolve on your journey. And it's what you needed to um, learn in order for you to grow into your full potential. So there are a lot of things that could have created your childhood wounds or made the little you feel unsafe when you were growing up. For example, when you were little, maybe you were punished for speaking up. So now you have a hard time speaking up for yourself or expressing your truth or your needs in relationships. Or maybe you weren't really allowed to get angry and show your emotions. And if you did, maybe you were shamed by someone or maybe you were put in timeout. So now that affects you in that you suppress your emotions or you don't really allow yourself to feel or express anger. So when we suppress emotions, emotions are energy in motion. They want to move. When we suppress them, these energies get stuck in the body and create stagnation. So that can manifest in all different ways. The stagnation can cause health issues down the line, or it can cause a lot of resistance in your body. It can create anxiety or depression or hold you back from moving forward in your life. Maybe when you were growing up, when you didn't listen to one of your parents, they made you feel guilty and said that you were being bad. So now you feel like you need to listen to other other people and get their approval in order for you to feel like you're a good person. And even something as simple as anytime you cried as a child, a parent or a family member distracted you uh, with a toy or just not wanting to see you upset and cry. So they're just trying to make you happy and make you laugh. I see this a lot with parents, um, but the message that's being sent to a child is not to cry, that crying is not okay. And as an adult, now they might have a hard time processing emotions. And crying is actually an incredible release of energy. 
So this person might have a hard time processing emotions and just close themselves off emotionally in relationships as well. So inner child work is a way to work with the subconscious mind and heal these childhood wounds to overcome mental obstacles and attract what you truly desire. There are also a lot of different theories from different physicists regarding the concept of time as well. They speak of the concept that the past and future are happening in the present moment in some other dimension. I know this is like really going out there um, and it might be a more difficult concept to grasp, but this basically means that everything exists in one space at one time. The past, future, and present moment, all of it is happening at once. There's a lot of information on this concept of time, um, and you can look into that as well. But the reason I bring this up is because of how potent doing this inner child work can be. You can actually, on some level, do the healing work and heal the past in real time with your actions in this present moment. It's really powerful. I think as adults, we all just really want to be treated the way that we wish we were treated in childhood. We want to be seen, to feel heard, to feel understood. We want someone to be present with us and we want to feel important and special and that we matter. You can see your inner child come out in different moments when you're triggered. A trigger is essentially something or someone poking and prodding that open wound. For example, I know my mom is a huge trigger for me, and it can be the littlest things that she does, but it triggers me and it feels really painful because it brings all of those painful feelings and experiences from childhood to the surface. And it's almost like I go back to childhood. I can feel the emotions in my body and my responses to her. And and I all of a sudden see a shift in my energy. And I feel like my six-year-old self again. And the way I react is like a six-year-old. So a trigger with my mom is, for example, whenever I'm cooking, she'll come in and immediately just start commenting on what I'm doing and telling me how I should be doing things. And in the past, I would just get so immediately triggered by this because what I would be hearing when she said that was that I'm wrong and I don't know what I'm doing and I can't really be trusted to to do the right thing. Obviously, this is not the case. She just loves me and wants to help me and share what she knows. It's coming from a good place. But but for me, it brought up all of these older emotions of just feeling like I didn't have the freedom to be myself or the space to just do things the way that I wanted to do things. I was always told how to do things. So I didn't have space to really express myself. And as I grew up, I just tried to do things like everyone else because I learned really not to trust myself. So whenever my mom triggered me, I would just get so frustrated and just be really reactive. And then we would just get into this full-blown argument. 
But the more aware I've become, I can see that the inner child inside of me is really being triggered. So before being reactive towards my mom, I can observe what's happening in my body and how I'm being triggered. And I can ask my inner child what I need in that moment. And mostly what I need in that moment is just to feel heard, seen, understood, And to also just remind my inner child that my mom is coming from a loving place and she just wants to help, that she's not doubting my abilities. So triggers are an incredible clue showing us where we still need healing. Most of us will create walls because we don't want to be triggered. It feels uncomfortable. So we'll avoid people um, and places or things that are triggering for us. But the trigger isn't here for you to suffer. It's actually here to show you what from your past still causes painful emotions to surface so that they can be healed. So instead of running away from your triggers, you can start to question them. Why a certain thing is bothering you and what your first memory of this feeling or experience was. Another thing about triggers, people that trigger you are actually your best teachers. They are showing you what is still unhealed inside of you. Maybe it's certain aspects of yourself that you have rejected. So say, for example, in childhood, I wasn't really allowed to express my anger. Anytime I raised my voice, anytime I seemed angry, I was either punished or shamed for it. So as an adult, whenever I see someone angry and they're expressing their anger in a healthy way, that could be very triggering for me because I rejected that part of myself. The part of me that would get angry, I rejected. I thought that there was something wrong with that. That was a judgment that I had developed around that part of me. So So seeing someone else express their anger can be very triggering for me. So people that are big triggers for us can show us where we've rejected certain parts of ourselves and also teach us how to unconditionally love and accept other people and ourselves and to have patience. So by becoming conscious of your behaviors and your triggers, you can start to see where your inner child is wounded and how you can start to heal those wounds. Some signs that you may have a wounded inner child could be that you're a people pleaser or that you feel guilty for standing up for yourself or that you feel like you need to be successful and prove your worth, even if you are really unhappy doing what you're doing. You may have a hard time starting things or finishing things. You may have a hard time saying no, and you do things that you don't want to do because you feel obligated. You may not trust other people, or you may not trust yourself. You may feel constantly disappointed by people, or maybe you avoid conflict. You may have a difficult time with change. 
Or maybe you're not able to hold boundaries with other people. And maybe you can't keep promises or commitments to yourself. These are just some signs, but I invite you to take a look at your own behavior and triggers and patterns to see where you might have wounds and start to question where they started. So there are a lot of different forms of inner child healing work that you can do to help you release these patterns and heal. You can do this work on your own, or you can do it with a specialist. You can also look into different inner child workshops. There are a lot of books on inner child healing and a lot of information online as well. To heal your inner child, the main thing here to focus on is giving yourself the space and silence to actually connect with your inner child, to listen and hear your little you's needs. You can do this through meditation, visualizing yourself, connecting with your little you. You can even create a space for yourself to do this. You can light a candle and look at a picture of you as a child and really look into your own eyes, connecting to your little you. Maybe play some soft music and just start by taking a few deep breaths. You can put your hands on your heart and really connect with your inner child. Visualization is really powerful here. With your eyes closed, you can maybe visualize the little you coming into the room and maybe sitting down right in front of you. You can ask your little you questions and connect with them. Allow whatever needs to happen to occur, whatever will help you heal. If you want to hug the little you, hug them. If you want to speak with them and tell them how important they are and how lovable they are, say whatever you are feeling inside of your heart. Let it happen. With inner child healing, the focus should be on truly nurturing your inner child and giving your inner child what they need. So for example, if you're feeling sad, as an adult, maybe when you're sad, you will emotionally eat and stuff down your emotions with ice cream or food. Here, instead of doing that, connect with your inner child and ask yourself what the little you really needs. If you saw a child crying and sad, you wouldn't go and get them an ice cream cone. That's not what they want in that moment. Mostly, what they need is for you to be present with them, for you to be with them while they cry, to hold them, to fully be there with them so they feel safe to feel. This is what the adult you needs as well. So, Ask yourself how you can nurture your inner child. And this is what's going to allow you to really connect and channel that energy. So this can be anything. Um, Maybe that's listening to Disney songs and painting. Maybe it's practicing handstands. Or maybe it's playing in the sand at the beach. Whatever is actually going to nurture and nourish that little you, do that. What I love to do if I'm feeling the little Kiana feeling lonely or sad, 
I'll go to the park and meditate and I'll visualize the little me running towards me. The adult me will then take the little me in her arms and just hold her so tight. I tell her that I'm there with her and I'll never ever leave her. Then I'll hold her hand in mine. We tend to gravitate towards romantic partners that we believe will give us what we never got in childhood. But we need to give this to ourselves. You can be your own protector and nurturer. The reality is we can give ourselves everything we've always wanted our family or friends to. And usually when we start doing it for ourselves, all of our relationships will reflect that and start to do the same. Some other things that you can do here is write your inner child a letter or write a letter to your adult self as your inner child. Maybe saying what the little you is needing or wanting the adult you to know. Try it out and see what comes up. You'll be surprised when you open up this space and you start writing what messages will come through. And you're really giving the inner child space to really express themselves. You can also start doing things that you loved doing as a child. Creative things that are really going to allow you to channel that little you. Maybe you loved writing or drawing as a child. Spend a day doing that. Or maybe you loved singing or dancing. You could try taking dance lessons or singing classes. I think as adults, we think that we're always just so busy. So doing something just for joy like this seems like a waste of time. We're constantly in this mindset of needing to be productive or we're doing things for a specific goal or outcome. But actually doing something for yourself like this just for pleasure and enjoyment will bring you into the present moment and connect you to the childlike part of you, which will open your heart and living with an open heart will have a positive impact on every area of your life and is truly so healing. You can also use affirmations all throughout the day and repeat these things that your inner child is needing to hear. Like, I love you, I'm with you, I hear you, you are safe. Reminding yourself that you're loved, that you're worthy, and giving yourself that nurturing and unconditional love that you desire. You can also try doing parts therapy with a hypnotherapist. Parts therapy is where you have a conversation speaking to the different parts of yourself and your inner child to connect and reveal and heal what comes up. One more thing to help you heal your inner child is learning to hold boundaries. Holding boundaries is what allows your inner child to feel safe. So this means saying no when you want to say no and not allowing your mind or anyone else to make you feel guilty for it especially if you have people-pleasing tendencies. Also, taking the space for yourself when you need it. 
you can choose to see this as saying no to other people is actually saying yes to you and your inner child. This will help you if you typically have a hard time saying no because you don't want to let other people down. I think that at times we do things and hold back from communicating our true needs um, because we don't want to upset other people. But when we do that, we actually tell ourselves that we're not important and our needs aren't a priority. I used to do this a lot in relationships. My boyfriend at the time would do something that really upset me, but I wouldn't bring it up because I didn't want to upset him or rock the boat. So instead, I would hold it in and just spend days thinking about it, allowing it to really upset me instead of just communicating how I was feeling. I was essentially telling myself that it was more important for me to be upset than to share how I was feeling with this other person. I'll do another episode specifically on boundaries. There's a lot uh, to talk about when it comes to boundaries. And once you start to hold these boundaries in a loving way, your relationship to other people and yourself will really change and just become so much more fulfilling and nourishing. So yeah, there's a lot of things that we can do to heal our inner child. But it's really interesting when we start to do this work on the subconscious mind and the inner child work, how much we see comes up and how we see these patterns and these beliefs and these wounds, how they've been controlling our lives and holding us back in so many ways. Once we start healing this stuff, we see just how much our life transforms as a result. We remove these blocks and resistance that we've had and finally put an end to painful patterns for good. Life becomes easier and it flows now because we're actually in alignment with our truth and our soul purpose. We're not victims to our childhood circumstances, but rather we're actually empowered to heal and create the life we desire. You deserve everything you desire. We all do. And we have the power to create it. Thank you so much for listening. I hope that this episode was helpful and gave you some tools that you can start using today. If you enjoyed this episode, please rate and review the podcast or share it on Instagram and you can tag me at Kiana, K-I-A-N-A, Sayadfar, S-A-Y-A-D-F-A-R, or you can send it to anyone you think this may help so we can all heal and come into alignment together. Thank you again and I will see you next time. Sending you so much love.